sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two in the morning after on this Monday live here on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Hour number two of the first day of our new week here on the morning after in a big week in the world of sports. The NBA playoffs continue another triple header around the association tonight. Philly looks for the series clinching victory back home in game number five against the Toronto Raptors. The Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks head back to Texas with that series even at two apiece. And of course, the Boston Celtics looking for the sweepity sweep over the Brooklyn Nets inside the Barclays Center in game number four tonight. It's NFL draft week officially. Mock draft season is upon us. Maybe even a Ben Stevens first round mock draft on the horizon later in this week. And Major League Baseball continues on. Nearly a month gone. In the early goings of this young MLB season, the 162, the daily grind, continues across the bigs. And we look back on the weekends. One of the most surprising starts we have seen across MLB this year, the Colorado Rockies. Booked at 120-1 to to win the National League West before the year got underway. The second longest odds in an incredibly competitive division. That's no longer where the Rockies are. We'll look at those updated odds in the NL West in just a moment. But Colorado continues to win baseball games. They take the weekend series, the final two games of that set, against the Tigers in Detroit, winning 6-2 to two against the Tigers. We'll get to those odds from the National League West in just a moment here. Colorado now 10-5 and five straight up this year. That's the fourth best mark in all of the bigs. They've been an underdog in six straight games. So not only is Colorado winning, they are providing you tremendous amounts of plus money profit a dog in six straight they have won four of those six games they have been a dog in 11 of their 15 games they have the best record by far in major league baseball this year when booked as an underdog eight and three straight up when booked as a dog part of their 10 and five straight up record as well it was the only series this year for the tigers on the other hand booked as a favorite so it's interesting then that you could take that profitability for colorado 10 of 15 games for the Rockies this year, by the way, hitting an under. In fact, just a bigger trend perspective overall across MLB in the early going. Only six of 30 Major League Baseball teams have played 50% or more of their games to an over. Only four of those six teams are at a level higher than a 50% clip. Hitting toward the over across Major League Baseball this year. So 24 of 30 teams, a majority of their games hitting and under and I mentioned those movements in the odds for the Colorado Rockies and we have seen two moves already on the Rocks 120 to 1 to win the NL West before the preseason or before the season got underway rather they were 80 to 1 last week and as we start this new week here on the FanDuel Sportsbook in the NL West the Rockies 70 to 1 the Dodgers are at the top of this board as well at minus 2 10 or excuse me minus 230 slightly worse odds at the moment than they had in the preseason but still an odds on minus money favorite the Padres and the Giants next up both tied for the second best price at plus 450 the Giants responded from losing the series three of four against the Mets earlier last week with a weekend series sweep against the Nationals the Dodgers win the finale of their series 
against the San Diego Padres, their divisional foes, the first of this year, 10-2 to yesterday, taking the weekend set. A lot of home runs for the Dodgers yesterday. Cody Bellinger, two home runs. Fred Freeman, his third home run of the year. The Dodgers winning 10-2. to A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after on this Monday right here on the grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. A Major League Baseball weekend recap, where in the NLS, things are already pretty exciting. The Colorado Rockies, a surprising start to this year, 10-5 and five straight up. The Giants sweeping the Nationals this weekend, and the Dodgers taking two of three from the San Diego Padres in a divisional duel this weekend. The Dodgers now 11-5 straight up this year. That's a 733, 73.3% win percentage for LA. That's the best in Major League Baseball. They've been a favorite in every game this year. All 15 for the Dodgers, and again, 11 in five straight up. The Dodgers have the best run differential in all of the bigs. It's the reason they have covered on the run line in all 11 of their wins this year, a plus 44 run differential for LA. The second best, the San Francisco Giants, with a plus 37 run differential. So that's how things stack up in the National League West. As we continue to go through Major League Baseball, looking back on the weekend, the Chicago White Sox in a bad slump right now. They've lost seven straight. The Chicago White Sox had some of the shortest odds to win the American League pennant before the year got underway. And we haven't seen tons of odds movement against the Southsiders based on this seven-game losing skid, but not great. They lose their second. They are swept for their second straight series. Yesterday, losing in the finale to Minnesota, 6-4. to four. Interesting thing about the AL Central here right now. Again, the White Sox still the odds-on minus money favorite at minus 210. After the weekend sweep for the Twins, they're 8-8 eight eight straight up. They're the only team at 500 or, or only team at 500 in the AL Central. They're at 500, 8-8. Eight eight. Everybody in that division outside of the Twins, worse than a 500 record. Not great for the AL Central so far, but the White Sox still... An odds-on minus money favorite and still the third best price in the American League at plus 500. Plenty more baseball to get to in a couple of weeks. But the focus now is the NFL Draft. The 2022 NFL Draft to be exact. It is Draft Week out on Thursday night in Las Vegas. The first round gets underway. We break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is officially NFL Draft Week here all across the grid. The SG family will be out in Las Vegas later this week to cover all things 2022 NFL Draft out in the desert. We get you set here on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. On this Monday morning, now just three days out, from the first round getting underway with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock picking number one overall for a second straight year we have seen tons of movement in the marketplace and when there is movement you must follow and trust the odds now there is a new odds on minus money favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook to be the number one overall pick to Jacksonville in this upcoming draft on Thursday night that man would be Trayvon Walker 
the edge rusher out of Georgia. There has been so much steam on Trayvon Walker's name and number in this market in the last two and a half weeks. Just two weeks ago, he was plus 350 with the second best price as Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan, who now you see with the second shortest odds, was the odds on minus money favorite at minus 250. But now Trayvon Walker on this Monday morning, odds continuously working in his favor, minus 170 as the odds on minus money favorite. Aiden Hutchinson moves back to plus 150. On Friday, on Football Full Circle, the radio show that I host for Sports Grid Radio with Joe Lisi, noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time each and every day on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159, it was Aiden Hutchinson at that exact price, minus 170, and Trayvon Walker was plus 165. But now the market has completely flipped. Aiden Hutchinson in plus money with the second shortest odds. Trayvon Walker, the favorite, at minus 170 and throughout this time and actually Trayvon Walker moving back just slightly at minus 155 in the updated look on the FanDuel Sportsbook again this market continuously moving at this moment and as we look at everything that happens in the NFL draft especially now officially here in draft week where for the last month month and a half since the NFL draft combine even two months back it's smokescreen season. It's lying season. You see reports from here and this NFL team interested in that prospect and this team looking to move up in the draft and this guy's draft stock rising or falling. It's all smokescreen season. But now we're just three days out. And with the odds moving in such a tremendous way, you have to follow the odds. It really seems like Trayvon Walker is going one of one, number one overall, now at minus 155, that updated price on the FanDuel Sportsbook, which means not only does that market move, at number one overall. Of course, number two overall now changes as well. Aiden Hutchinson is the favorite there. Even money, plus 100, to go number two overall to the Detroit Lions. I have said this many a time, and I will say it right now. I'm going to lock in that even money, plus 100 price on Hutch to go number two overall to Detroit. Why? Because if Aiden Hutchinson does not go number one, and is available at number two, there is zero doubt in my mind, not a single sliver of doubt in my mind, that Detroit drafts Aiden Hutchinson number two overall. He is an edge rusher out of Michigan. He has ties to that community, to that organization. It makes too much sense. And they have loved Aiden Hutchinson. I think there was just a thought he would go number one overall to Jacksonville. If it is Trayvon Walker, as the odds indicate, at number one to the Jags, then I think without a shred of doubt, Aiden Hutchinson goes number two overall, even money, plus 100 to Detroit. And again, the focus here is on the edge rushers. This is not a typical draft where we're debating could a quarterback go number one overall, or last year it was an absolute certainty that Jacksonville was drafting Trevor Lawrence number one overall. And we saw three quarterbacks go one, two, and three. This year, the focus is on defense, especially early and often in the 2022 first round of the NFL draft and the focus even more so on the edge rushers. Now, the, uh, these odds need to be slightly updated on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but as of last night, Aiden Hutchinson's draft prop was one and a half, with the under having the juice at minus 172. Again, similar price to his odds to go number one overall in minus money around that dollar and 70 cent price. Now, that is not the case, as Aiden Hutchinson is not the favorite is not the odds-on favorite to go number one overall. But here you can see it in comparison to Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon, whose draft prop last week was five and a half, and the over had the juice 
Now it's four and a half, and the under has the juice at minus 158. I think, as I'm starting to put together and conceptualize my mock draft and the top 10 and how it shakes out, I'll give you my top five right here, right now. I think it will be Trayvon Walker, number one overall. I think it will be Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall. I think Sauce Gardner might go number three overall to the Houston Texans, right now plus 350 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And then I think Kayvon Thibodeau goes number four overall to the New York Jets. And the Jets have two picks in the top 10, selecting number four overall and number 10 overall. You will see a lot of Big Apple teams in this top 10 on Thursday's first round of the NFL Draft because the Jets at four and at 10 have odds available for their first position drafted, the position of the player they first draft. Not at number 10, but at number four overall. And as you can see, and you must correlate the markets here, the reason I feel strongly about Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon, now going four, not only the movement in his draft position, but the Jets most likely to draft a defensive lineman at plus 125. There was a time that I thought maybe Trayvon Walker would be available here at four alongside Kayvon Thibodeau. Now I think because of how I think the top three shakes out with Walker, Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner going three. Kayvon Thibodeau, the best available at number four. The Jets at plus 125, the shortest price to draft a defensive lineman to be their first selection in this NFL draft. I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau. And thus, I might look to the plus 125 on that price for the New York Jets and still focusing on Kayvon Thibodeau at minus 158 to the draft position over under. There are so many markets available for the 2022 NFL draft. And if you correlate them, not only in thought process, but you can find the best value available. So I'm not going to pay minus 158 where the under has the juice on Thibodeau's draft prop. I'll look at the positional prop for the New York Jets because I think it's a defensive lineman. And I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be the only guy really there they would focus on. So plus 125 is a much better price. You could also look at the number four overall pick market and Kayvon Thibodeau is the favorite there at plus 175. So again, better odds, but it's how you correlate these markets and how you can find your best price and your plus money. That's how I would look at the first round and especially the top five of this NFL draft. That's how I think things are going to play out. So as I put together my mock draft, or as you look at your favorite mock draft from your favorite draft guru or analyst, then you can start to cipher through on those prices and your best bet, because that's where you'll have the value and that's where you'll have the numbers. The Jets draft four and 10 overall, two picks inside the top 10. The New York Giants also have two picks in the top 10 at five overall and at seventh overall as well the favorite to go number five to New York well we actually have two co-favorites both offensive tackles Iki Aquanu, the O tackle out of NC State Evan Neal the offensive tackle out of Alabama plus 300 the same price on both Iki and Evan right now I think it will be an offensive lineman drafted at number five so again Back to the team draft specials. And if you look at the New York Giants and you can't decide, is it going to be Icky? Is it going to be Evan Neal? Let me just go to the Giants for their first pick at number five of the NFL draft. An offensive lineman is minus money, minus 125. So that's not bad juice. And you could find that as a good bet that you need to make instead of maybe looking at some of the plus money when you're not sure if it's Icky Aquanu or Evan Neal. 
All of this we will continue to break down and we'll get smart draft analysts on this show from you from across the Sports Grid Network and elsewhere to tell you how they see the first round playing out. And then we take that, we look at the betting markets, we find our best price, what we feel most confident in, and we cash some tickets in Las Vegas for the first round of the NFL Draft on Thursday evening. Now just three days away. But in the interim, we need some prop plays for this Monday night. FanDuel's Tom Vecchio joins us next here on The Morning App. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All across the Spiz Grizz Network as well, I am Ben Stevens. It's a Monday night. Another triple header of NBA postseason action in Major League Baseball continues on as well. So many areas of profitability, we hope. And that's why we bring Tom Vecchio from FanDuel on the show right now to find those spots all across the Monday night slate, both in basketball and baseball. Tom, thank you for joining us. I hope your weekend was a good and profitable one as well. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It was it was pretty good when it comes to basketball specifically. Uh, baseball home run props are a little bit down to start the year. Obviously, we've seen a lack of offense across the board, but I'm ready to push forward, ready to get into this week's games. Let's start with the NBA, and let's start with what we expect to be the best game of the night. Only a point and a half spread between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. An over-under that stands at 220 on the FanDuel Sportsbook as well. We'll get Tom's thoughts on this game in just a moment, but it's inside the Barclays Center with the Boston Celtics looking for a game four sweep tonight in this opening round series against the Nets. Tom Vecchio back here on the morning after. Boston a one and a half point underdog against the Nets who are not a great home favorite covering team. Tom, what's your favorite play for game number four between the Nets and the Celtics? That would be looking at the under 220 points. They've gone under in two of the last three games and it really just comes down to the fact that I think Brooklyn looks defeated out there and they don't have the defense to keep up with the Celtics. And the Celtics, they got Rob Williams back the other day. They're looking better than ever. Uh, you know, I don't like like I don't like taking a lot of unders. I know a lot of people don't like taking unders, but this is just a play, especially in the playoffs. This is where I shift to taking the majority of unders on player props, on totals overall. Uh, as I said about a month, month and a half ago, I have a, a Boston Celtics future to win the Eastern Conference. So things are looking good right now. You know, getting healthier with Rob Williams back. The Nets just don't have it put together on offense. We're seeing uh, just inconsistency from Durant and Irving. And, you know, frankly, when Bruce Brown is maybe your most consistent player, that team is not going to be winning too many games or putting up too many points overall. So I'm leaning the under for what is the you know second or third game in a row when it comes to this series. I think my favorite play for this game tonight is Bruce Brown because he's been the only reliable force out there offensively for the Brooklyn Nets. His points prop is 14 and a half, a number he has well exceeded in both game two where he had 23 points and in game three where he had 26. And the field goal attempts are certainly up for Bruce Brown. So if we can't trust anything on the Nets, maybe offensively, is Jason Tatum's points prop of 31 and a half a little bit too lofty, Tom? Or would you look maybe somewhere else on Boston's side? 
The 31 and a half, I think, is a little bit too high. I also wouldn't be going there if I'm taking the under, just you know, to try and maximize right. the correlation. If Tatum's going to be putting up 40 points, that game's probably not hitting the under. So I generally don't high player props. The overs on the super high player props. If I'm taking the under, I'll look to a secondary player, whether it be a Marcus Smart or Al Horford or Rob Williams. I'd be willing to take the over on their uh, player prop points. Uh, because the game, the game could still hit the over if one of those players gets like 10, 12, 14 points. But right. if Tatum or Brown's going for 35 or 40, that game's probably not hitting the under. So a sweep on the line tonight in Brooklyn. Will the brooms be broken out for the Boston Celtics? A gentleman's sweep on the line tonight in game number five in Philadelphia between the Sixers and the Raptors. Philly, a seven and a half point home favorite and over under that is the smallest we have seen so far in this series at 210. Tom, what's the approach to game five tonight in the city of brotherly love? My initial lean would be with the Raptors. This is a spot that I think this game is going to tell a lot. And if the Raptors can win it, obviously, you know, if we see the 76ers win it, that's one thing. But if the Raptors can win this game, I think this series is going seven games. And, you know, this news about Embiid and his thumb, he's going to have an MRI. He needs to have surgery whenever the season is over. The Raptors are getting healthier with Scotty Barnes coming back. There's like blood in the water for the Raptors. And if this is a spot that they can win, I think this is going to be a long series. As I said initially, you know, before the series started, I thought it was going to go six or seven games. The 76ers come out super hot because they don't have Scotty Barnes. All of a sudden, he's back and he's making a huge impact. So I'm on board with the Raptors tonight with the seven and a half points. You know, we have to think about the... Uh, you know, previous defeats the 76ers have had in the playoffs over the past number of seasons. Like, is that starting to creep into their mindset? So I'm leaning with the underdogs in this one, going with the Raptors, pushing this to a few more games this series. That'd be some good plus money pricing on that money line as well right now. The line working in Philly's favor slightly. Now eight in the Sixers' favor tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook Live. And currently, as we stand for game number five between Philadelphia and and Toronto tonight. So, Tom, as we look at some of these injury concerns in the East, Joel Embiid and that right thumb on his shooting hand. Kyle Lowry did not play last night for Miami, although they stomped Atlanta. Chicago got stomped by the Bucks in both games in Chicago without Chris Middleton for Milwaukee. So how does that not only affect your player prop handicapping, but your big-picture perspective of the Eastern Conference odds? The player prop handicapping, it comes down to game-by-game game basis, what the lines are looking at, where the juice is, what the players have been doing recently. We obviously saw Grayson Allen step up, and uh, over the past few games for the box, he's providing that boost. So if his player prop stays low, I'd be willing to go there. You know, always looking to go to Drew Holiday for a bit of consistency. But over the long term, it comes down to how soon are these players getting back? When are their next series? Are they on three- to four-week windows? Are they in two- to three-week windows? Am I looking to fade them in the next potential series, looking to jump on those lines early as soon as their uh, games are out? We saw the Suns lose last night without Devin Booker. So it's a very interesting time in the NBA, uh, specifically because of these injuries. But I'm taking it very game by game uh, when it comes to these injuries and the secondary players. You know, Ted DeCoupo's line is going to be what it's going to be on a nightly basis. But I'd be more interested in a Grayson Allen, a Pat Connaughton, a Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis for the Bucs, those types of players uh, to try and gain a little bit of an edge if their lines have been properly adjusted. So now we go to baseball with Tom Vecchio, the home run prop king. And we start there for this Monday night slate. Who's hitting one over the fence tonight, Tom? 
Well, I, I hope it's going to be Alex Bregman tonight. His odds are sitting at plus 430, going up against Dane Dunning. And as I said, uh, you know, at the, the start, that the home runs and scoring have been down across the league. Uh, a lot of people say yeah. it's the ball, uh, the increase in the humidors this year across all the stadiums, a little bit of a dead ball, uh, not as many fly balls overall. The balls aren't going as far, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm still looking at Bregman at plus 430. Uh, last year, he dealt with some issues in terms of injuries. He had a 158 ISO last year versus righties, which is far below his career average, which is sitting up at 215s. And he's off to a good start this year. So I'm taking last year's, obviously, with a grain of salt due to the injuries and hoping he'll he'll bounce back to that uh, career rate of 215 ISO versus righties. His fly balls last year and hard contact were yeah. relatively similar to his uh, career averages overall. So I'm not really worried about uh, what he did last year. He still has a, a strong 51% fly ball rate this year versus righties. He's going up against Dane Dunning for the Rangers, a uh, pitcher that is a reverse splits pitcher, worse against right-handed hitters than he is lefties as a righty pitcher. Allowed 1.25 home runs per nine to righties last year, along with a 23.7% home run to fly ball ratio. They're in Texas tonight, obviously where both teams are in Texas, but they're at the Texas Rangers tonight. And there's a chance that they could open the uh, roof tonight, which is something that they do earlier in the season. So that would only be a boost to the hitters. So I like Bregman at uh, plus 430. I also like Rodon Alvarez at plus 280 or plus 285, wherever he's sitting at. The home run prop king in the early going of his Major League Baseball season. We'll see plenty from Tom Vecchio throughout the year. But to echo his point, 24 of 30 Major League Baseball teams playing a majority of their games to an under in the early going of this young MLB campaign. Plenty of good pitchers on the bump today, Tom. And if the offense is struggling a little bit, maybe we look to a strikeout prop. Walker Bueller for the Dodgers late night. Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Guardians today against the Angels. We have Max Scherzer on the bump as well. And Corbin Burns, who is a strikeout fiend going against the San Francisco Giants. Where are you looking for a K prop on this Monday slate in MLB? It would actually be with none of those pitchers. It would be with Nathan Eovaldi for the Boston Red Sox. His line is only sitting at five and a half right now, minus 112. Uh, in each of his three starts this year, he's gotten over seven, six, six strikeouts to start the year. He's got a, a high 29.2% strikeout rate uh, so far this season, which is higher than his career average, uh, mainly due to the fact that I'm uh, buying into the fact that Evaldi is going to be going deeper into this game because we have seen some struggles from the Red Sox bullpen, and they trust him. Over his first three starts, 76 101 and 95 pitches so he's fully stretched out ready to go as long as he doesn't get into trouble with the blue jays lineup which we know can always be dangerous there's always a bit of threat there uh but i'm going to be trusting Evaldi, a higher strikeout rate this year uh the blue jays are striking out 22.4 percent of the time versus right-handed pitching to start the season it's slightly better than the league average slightly lower than the league average but there's still some swings and misses in that lineup and again if the red sox bullpen is struggling as they have been or as they did over the weekend versus the rays they're going to let Ivaldi go just because they trust him and he might be yeah. the best pitcher on their staff right now. So I'll take the over in five and a half, uh, again, hitting the over in all three starts to start this season. The Blue Jays, a favorite on that game price, minus 130 at home today. Jose Barrio starting for Toronto. An exciting update for both Tom and I, of course, Tom Vecchio from FanDuel. FanDuel and the New York Yankees have agreed to a partnership that makes the Yankees the official betting partner, or FanDuel, excuse me, the official betting partner of the pinstripe. So that's fun for Major League Baseball, and it was fun here for MLB for Tom Vecchio. A K prop, a home run prop to look at, and some thoughts about the NBA postseason action as well. Tom, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for running the gamut and giving us some plays in multiple sports on this Monday night slate. 
Thanks for having me. The advice from Tom Vecchio, always spot on. Now we go to our advisor up next, the Sportsbook Conciliary. As we get into the thick of the playoffs in the NBA, it seems like some opening round series are going to come to a close here very, very soon. Where is the value? Is it in the futures market? We'll find out next when Dave Sherapan joins the show here on a Monday on the morning after. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The charge here on the grid in the morning after on a daily basis as we bleed the winning edge is to always make you a more informed and better sports better. So let's get some knowledge. Let's become wiser together here on a Monday on TMA on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but the man dropping the knowledge is our sportsbook conciliary, our advisor, former odds maker himself, Dave Sherapan, the Philly P on the head. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind him, and he's live out in the desert in Las Vegas on this Monday morning. The NFL draft will be where Dave is in just a few days, but plenty to get to on this Monday night in and around the association as well, Dave. So thank you for joining us here on a Monday on TMA. Hello, Benjamin. Always good to see you. Always a fun visit here. Um, Hopefully we'll help with some knowledge. I don't know Mm. because – it's been a lot of stuff going on, and, and, and things are a little bit um, topsy-turvy, may I say? Mm. I mean, the Suns are tied with the New Orleans Pelicans. I mm. mean, who would have ever – there's no one that would have saw that one coming. So, no. you tell me that ahead of time, I'm, I'm really impressed. Minus 3,500, the price on the Phoenix Suns in the series outright market following their Game 1 victory – entering game two they lead in game two Devin Booker has 31 at the half he leaves in the third quarter with a hamstring injury and now we're tied at two games apiece and the Suns still an outright series favorite but at minus 250 we have seen injuries now Dave in this postseason Devin Booker out in the west Chris Middleton for the Milwaukee Bucks you look around for Ben Simmons in the drama there and Brooklyn ruled out for game number four tonight Joel Embiid has an injured right thumb and Kyle Lowry did not play last night for Miami but they still hammered the Hawks anyway from an odds making perspective when you have big injuries to big players on the biggest stage now in the postseason what does that do to the process for setting the lines it's really hard actually that because you don't know how much to weigh it and Hmm. you don't know how much people are going to bet that information like right you know so the booker one they kind of dismiss right they don't really take it into too much consideration and then say maybe you move the price not enough and you get you know hammered from a bad guy a limit play on the, on the pelicans the Embiid one's interesting because for the first time i think you know at least in game four you saw it really affect his play so now going forward, you know, big game tonight. They're eight point favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
is that is that enough? Is that you know? What, what, so you put these numbers out there with with the injuries, and then you know with the series prices, it's tough. A lot of times with the props, how much do you have to adjust what you've used their normal numbers, and they're going to play hurt, or they're going to play at all? Because now, you know, you run into a situation where you put up their props and you don't adjust them enough, and they play limited minutes. Everybody bets under, and you're getting you get asked those questions the next day. Well, how come you didn't know he was only going to play, you know, twelve minutes? Well, um, I don't know. I was watching the I was watching the baseball. I was watching I was watching something else. I was getting ready for the draft, boss. You know, it's like you get a lot of questions the next day that aren't fun. So let's start with the Philadelphia on your head and focus on Joel Embiid tonight. You mentioned it. The line this morning was seven and a half. Some injury concern around Joel Embiid, but still an indication, of course, that Embiid and the Sixers pull off the gentleman's sweep tonight and clinch this series in five games against the Raptors. It was seven and a half in favor of Philly just a few hours ago, now working in the Sixers' favor at eight. So, Dave, what do you make of that odds movement, despite the fact we have some concerns or questions at the very least around JoJo? So, we're in the Philly stuff now because... I got to go on with Gabe and Cam later today, and I don't know if I'll be mm. able to wear the Philly stuff then because, you know, they may <laughs> shut my mics off and not let me talk. Um, right. But it's pretty much understood that this series is over. The Sixers just have to roll the balls out today, uh, hold home court, and win. So I think that's the way this thing is going to be bet. Now, when you get over, you know from doing the shows with me, when you get over seven points in the NBA – you really got to yeah. take a look at the dog. I don't think it's that easy for Philadelphia. I don't think they just go and dominate the Raptors. The Raptors, you know, made this a series by extending it another game. And I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be totally shocked to see it happen again. The Sixers yeah. have to... I think the Sixers, obviously, this is not unearthing anything new again. They better win today. They better win today. They better close this out. Covering may be tough, but they better win this game today because now you give life to a team and you plant that seed of doubt in the Sixers' um, you know, circle. Uh-oh. Yeah. we got to go back to game six and win this thing on the road, or now it goes to game seven and anything can happen. Scotty Barnes back for Toronto. Fred Van Vliet, we have to await his status update for game number five tonight against Philadelphia. Philly this year, 15-18 and 18 against the number when booked as a home favorite, but did cover as a favorite in the first three games of this series. They're minus 370 on the money line. Again, a strong indication they should win this in five games tonight, but plus 295 on the Raptors if you think we head back up to the Great White North for game Number six, it's game four tonight inside the Barclays Center. Will the broom yes, be out and about for the Boston Celtics against the Brooklyn Nets? Brooklyn, a slight home favorite, Dave, at only a point and a half. When it's only a point and a half, do you think of a team as a true favorite or is it virtually a pick tonight for Boston to pull off the sweep? Oh, I think it's a pick, Benjamin. I, I This has been... Um, kind of fun for me to watch um, because before the series, even leading up to the last couple weeks of the season, I just 
I could not understand why Brooklyn's odds were the way they were. It was one of those things where, man, I know we took a lot of bets on Brooklyn, maybe, to be the odds-on favorite in the East, but they're the nine seed. And then they win the play-in game, and they get to go to Boston. And some books actually open Brooklyn to favorite without home court advantage against one of the, again, best teams in basketball from January on. I really like Boston. I love the way they're playing. I I am so impressed with their ability to continue to just match and exceed Brooklyn's defensive intensity. Um, this is Boston's going to be favored by the time this game tips tonight. And I don't know if Ooh. Brooklyn has enough to extend it to to be um, to to make this not a sweep. I, I'm I'm looking for Boston to sweep and really take the next step, um, belief wise, level wise. I, I I think Boston's very live to win this whole thing. So follow up question. Then we'll look at the Eastern Conference odds as well. You think Boston will be a favorite by the time we tip tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, inside the Barclays Center? Why will the line move that much, Dave, to make the Celtics a favorite tonight? Well, it's one limit play from from right now. It's it, it's only one limit play from minus one to plus one. So I think somebody's going to come in and say Boston is uh, is going to win tonight and move the books now i mean public perception <laughs> brooklyn's 0-3 and yeah people keep betting them in this series they were betting them in the last couple of weeks i don't i mean i i think the professionals the bad guys are going to bet the celtics and mm. um that will move the number i think the quantity of bets which, again, everybody likes to look at these bet percentages and all this stuff. And, again, I, I say it doesn't mean nearly as much as maybe some people make it. More people right. might bet Brooklyn tonight quantity-wise. The money's going to be on the Celtics. And if that move comes, you heard it here first from Dave Sherapan. Maybe you look at Boston getting a point and a half or just plus 102 on the money line. Boston's only been booked as an underdog four times since the end of January. They have covered... <sighs> In all four of those games, won two of them outright, of course, winning outright as a three-and-a-half-point dog against the Nets in game number three over the weekend. Dave, you just said Boston live now to maybe win the whole darn thing. The second shortest odds to win the NBA championship, only behind the Warriors at plus 460 and the favorites in the Eastern Conference, plus 190. The favorite price now on the Celtics, 30 cents behind the Miami Heat, plus 220. The Bucks. Three to one, a dollar and ten cents behind, and there's those Sixers at plus four twenty. Dave, four teams, the top four teams now in the East, all within two and a half dollars of each other. What does that market mean to you? This is the fun time when you're getting down to four, and you don't know. You really don't know. That's what that tells me. I mean, it tells me that Ozmakers are thinking the same. Uh, The Celtics are probably the favorite, but it ain't by much. I mean, the Heat are right there. The Bucks. Mm. Oh yeah. By the way, the returning champs are just cruising against the Bulls. Cruising. And then the Sixers are the wild card. I mean, they 
they can win another series. They have to win this one first, but it's one of those four teams, obviously, uh, at this point. And it's closer than a lot of people think. I don't, I don't know. If you give someone a free bet right now, FanDuel, uh, who do you think run a poll today? Who's going to win the Eastern Conference? I think you'll see the votes be a lot yeah. different uh, than you than perception-wise. Maybe there won't be an overwhelming favorite. I would agree with that. I think it'd be a pretty even split among the price on the Celtics, certainly the Bucks, and I think there's good value on Milwaukee at three to one, especially mm-hmm. if Chris Middleton can come back healthy in the next week or so. There's going to be a very interesting market out that in series the East. price so is going to be tough yeah. to make. The, oh. the the Celtics Bucks oh. series price is going to be very difficult to make, and, and I think you get a very big difference of opinion. Um, how big to make the Celtics of a favorite? You get some guys that say the Bucks should be the favorite because if they split in the first two games, they'll be road favorites. You know, it, it, it's a it's a tough price to make. A tip of the cap to your former friends in the risk room that have to do that this upcoming week, Dave, because that's going to be a very difficult task. One final question quickly here, under a minute left in this segment. Vegas, the site of the NFL draft this morning, Trayvon Walker, now the minus money odds on favorite. He flips past Aiden Hutchinson. When there's this much movement this late, Dave, what does that tell you? That means he's getting picked in that spot. That's what that means. <laughs> this late movement this week, I think if you if you want to make a play on the draft, follow the money. Follow the moves. Yep. It's it's playing defense for the books. It's very tough. Uh, that means he's getting drafted. That's what that means. <laughs> I think so as well. Dave Sherapan, a former odds maker and our sportsbook conciliary here all across the grid. As always, Sherapan, thank you so much for your time. You got it. It's always great to see you. Uh, I'll miss you in Vegas this week, but we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you're telling me. Thanks for rubbing it in. We end out the show up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here on a Monday edition of the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, I am Ben Stevens. It's a new week, but the focus is the same when it comes to our best bets. It's the NBA, it's the postseason, and to start off this Monday, it's player props. I'll give you a slight caveat on the other side of this wonderful animation we play each and every day. But as we focus on the NBA, and before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for another NBA playoff best bet. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. Now listen, I'm never mad at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I know it's a hard thing to set lines when you have a star, superstar player in Luka Doncic still slightly dealing with a strained calf. And what exactly will he look like tonight? And what does that mean for Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie? But God! 
I wanted a Jalen Brunson points prop to be my best bet of this game. He's averaging 29.8 for the Dallas Mavericks. Even had 23 over the weekend in Luka's return in game number four. Keep an eye on Jalen Brunson. I wanted Jason Tatum over five and a half assists, but it's minus 142 to the over, and we never pay that juice. So, as our intern Andrew Bocci-Galupa would say... What can Brown do for you? That would be Bruce Brown over his points prop tonight of 14 and a half. That is the best bet because Bruce Brown has gone well over this number in two straight games for the Brooklyn Nets. 26 points and eight rebounds in game number three. 23 points in game number one. And as I often say, when it comes to handicapping a prop in the NBA especially, the volume needs to be there. So although Kevin Durant might finally go off tonight or Kyrie Irving has a great game trying to avoid a sweep at home, the volume has been there for Bruce Brown. 12 field goal attempts in game number two when he scored 23. 18 field goal attempts in game number three when he scored 26. Bruce Brown over 14 and a half points against the Boston Celtics tonight. This is the morning after each and every weekday on Sports Grid. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow.